raining cold Saturday morning in Newcastle. Um, been up since about 5.30 today. Uh, the baby, she, that's the time she gets up, but that's alright. Probably all my audio content this weekend will be me uh, with the slight digs at Albert just because I'm incredibly jealous of what he's doing today. Um, it was just, yeah, it's too awkward for me to go this time. Um, I'm we're hoping, well, we talked about it, like, you know, maybe in the future we'll be able to do a long ball football trip once a year, go to a few games. Um, but this, well, this, well, right now it's just too much for me. So, yeah, I'm going to be very bitter, very jealous uh, all weekend, but I'm looking forward to catching up with him. Uh, it's going to be a good weekend for him. I am now just walking to the Portuguese shop in Shield Road in Newcastle. Newcastle. I want to get a few Superbox for the games tonight. Um, yeah, I think Albert might be getting on the plane soon. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what he's doing. And I'll, I'll catch up with him later. But um, a couple of Superbox stouts, I think, for me. Um, I haven't had a better beer yet. So yeah, that's the one for me. Uh, yeah, see you later. people let's do this man i'm so excited i'm just coming up to the estadio de dragao now just put on the metro with tons of porto fans the place is buzzing already it's just under an hour till kickoff and it already the place seems full uh, and you know the thing i love about uh what i've seen so far the porto fans on the train on the way in you know there's this stereotype of football fans as all laddish and you know just a bunch of, of kind of blokes but i just saw everyone of you know both men and women, all ages, young and old, families. It just seems like everyone's coming down to the game today. The atmosphere is brilliant. And man, can't wait till I get my first glimpse of the stadium. Wow. Oh my days. <laughs> all right, I'm just literally walked up the steps and I'm getting my first view of the stadium now. This stadium is amazing. I love it. I love the architecture. I love the concrete is so unique oh, man and I can't wait to get inside I'm just going to walk around the edge have a little look around yeah see what we see Wow, wow, wow. I've just had my first glimpse of inside of this place and it is amazing. This stadium, man, is so incredible. I've been to a couple of big stadiums in my life and I have to say I find a lot of them quite homogenous, quite similar. This one is very unique. I really, really love it at the moment. It's currently 4.30, so 
still half an hour until the game starts. Plenty, plenty to look forward to. Stadium's barely filling up yet. There's a lot of excitement to come. But wow, amazing first impressions. Porto players are warming up now. This is my first time seeing some of these guys in the flesh. And honestly, it sounds cheesy, but it does take, you know, looking at some of these players, Luis Diaz, Pepe, Taremi, players I've only ever watched on the TV. And now I realise that I'm going to get a chance to watch them up close in the flesh.
Wow. Wow. Here we go, kickoff time. Well, 20 minutes gone and it's very much one-way traffic here. Multiple shots on target for Porto. Boa Vista already looked like they're time-wasting a little bit. They've had a couple of players on the floor asking for treatment. And yeah, only one team at the moment like making a breakthrough. Luis Diaz with a great shot on target. Virginia tested the goalkeeper. Multiple chances. Let's see how this one goes. I don't need to tell you the goal scorer. Two minutes later, Luis Diaz with the header. Lovely cross on the right-hand side for Joao Mario. Very ready to see Luis Diaz score a header, but that won't matter now. Excellent goal for Porto, 1-0. Exactly how the game's been going at the moment. All Porto as it stands. Well, the fans want a penalty and I tell you what it looked close I think it's gone to VAR this is my first time seeing a VAR call live in a stadium I can only imagine if the ref's gone to VAR and stopped the game but he's not given it no penalty I did not expect that. Boa Vista have just equalised with an absolute screamer from Hamash. Wow. Completely against the run of play. I think that must be their first shot of the game. 
deadly silence in the stadium. Thirty-five minutes played in the game is really settling down now. But this has just had a golden chance. Peter Musa was through one on one with a keeper. Great save by Diogo Costa. I thought he was going into his own net after the save though. Goes out for a corner, but there was a hint of a foul in the build-up. I have to say, if it had gone in, I reckon VAR would have looked at that. Game's evened out, you know. Porto really flew into this game. But Vista, they're not doing too badly now, second half of the first half. Second half, so... We'll see. Corner now. See how they go on with this. Dealt with easily by the Porto defence. But as I said, this game is really evening out. Ten minutes and a half to go. There you go, 2-1, five minutes left of this half. Porto looks a little bit shell-shocked by the uh, Bovist equaliser. But they just managed to get in, back into it. I feel like that goal will be massive for them before half-time. Really get their confidence back, because Bovist were really growing back into the game. But there you have it, Evan Nilsson with a lovely little placed finish into the bottom right corner there. Lovely. I swear to God, that was 10 seconds after the second goal. I swear to God, it cannot have been more than, if I'm being generous, 30 seconds. Literally from kickoff, they've just scored again to make it 3-1. Well, there you go. Just goes to show what confidence can do for you. Mediterranean, pretty much from kickoff, Porto nicked the ball. I think Otavio put him through on goal, but got clattered in the process. He went down injured, but he's back up now. And there you have it, 3-1. Wow. Yikes. Well, can you tell what that whistling was for? VAR ruled out the goal. I think it was ruled out for offside. I'm not quite sure, but the fans are fuming. But Vista on the attack here straight away from kickoff. That would have given them a real boost. So it's back to 2 1. And just as he thought Porto had the perfect end to this first half, they'll be going back into the changer and feeling pretty disappointed. But 
And let's not forget, it's still 2-1. Oh, wow. Plenty of drama packed into 45 minutes. Well, there you have it, half time, 2-1. I think Porto deserved to be leading, but they could have had more, honestly. But well, Vista have been decent, but they've not offered all that much when you really think about it. 2-1. Let's see how the second half goes. I didn't even have time to record an intro to the second half. 46 minutes on the clock. Evan Ilson with his second, Porto's third. The absolute perfect start to this game that Porto would have wanted to the second half. Man, couldn't have started any better. But Vista fans have got their hands on their hips. Doesn't look good at the moment. Another big call from the ref, another penalty shout for Porto, another penalty waved away. Now, I thought Mediterranean was clipped behind, but we know he has a reputation and he did make a bit of a meal of it. But should that influence the ref's decision? Anyway, big moment here. Can you guess what those whistles are for? Just wait for that substitution to happen. But could you hear those whistles earlier? Well, the ref has just waved away a third penalty shout for Porto. Taremi again goes down in the box. Interestingly, the ref doesn't give the pen, but he doesn't give the dive either. So I'm not entirely sure what decision was made there, but it's a brave ref. And in fact, Taremi goes off, so that will be his last action in the game. His goal was ruled out. His three penalty shots were ruled out. Not been his day, really, but looked very strong anyways. 70 minutes gone here, still 
game settled down quite a lot let's see if we get another goal comes on for his Porto debut he's got 10 minutes in this game can he get a dream goal on his debut let's hope so Tell Danny Loder just scored, and I'm quite excited. Fucking back hill as well. What a guy! 4 1, come on! There you go, full time! 4 1! Albert, talk to me. <laughs> Mate, I'm so tired. I'm actually shattered. <laughs> I'm so tired. But it was so good, man. It was such a good game. It was so exciting. I don't even know where to start. You called it. You called it right. Do you know what? I've never been so happy to get to almost get a prediction right and then have it snatched away from me in the last minute because I predicted 3-1 mm -hmm. and it was 3-1 until, until Danny scored. 
in the, what was it, 89th minute? No, it was like, I thought it was 90 plus something, wasn't it? I, I didn't know what was going on. I lost track of time. I did. I haven't seen the goal back, honestly, but, you know, I saw it go in and I saw like Luis Diaz, I saw Luis Diaz on the wing and I looked up and I thought, this is going to be a chance here. I knew it. And he beat his man, got down to the to the byline. I just saw the cut back and I saw Danny try the, the little back heel. Um, and then I just heard people shouting. I didn't even really see it go in the back of the net. I was just thinking how mad it was because for one, like I only saw the news yesterday that he had been called up for the training. Yeah, he, so it was funny. We tweeted about it the other day. He did this video thing with him and Benicio Baco, who's the other English guy at Porto. And then this American guy, I forgot his name, but it was the three of them. They did this like promotional video talking about like, you know, playing for Porto. And then, um, and then they found, and then like yesterday, they said he was training with the first team. And then today he was in the squad. And then today he was on the bench and then he got on. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it all happened really quickly, but it's amazing. Oh, and you were there. You're, you're as lucky yeah. charming. It's crazy, right? I was thinking this, Albert. Is, um, I was trying to think what, what matches you've seen in real life. Mm. Uh, is it, Would you say, like, is this potentially like Lewis Diaz the best player you've ever seen? Quite possibly, yeah. I mean, he, he didn't... Yeah, quite possibly. Because I just thought, you know, on TV, you just see... The way people back off Lewis Diaz at the moment, like when he the comes towards them, and, and they just like, yeah, 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 man, he is frightening. It was frightening. Yeah. What was the atmosphere like with the away fans then? So there was there like a little section. My was away, so I sent Barney a video. I haven't. I'm not sure if I posted this on Twitter or Instagram yet, but I sent Barney a video. They stuck the Boa Vista fans right at the top, yeah. of the as far away as possible. They also had a net in front of them, so they couldn't like chuck stuff on the Porto fans <laughs> underneath. Um, they were good, man. The Bo Vista fans were great. They were like noisy from start to finish. They clapped the team off the pitch at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, they gave a bit of grief to the Porto fans. That's the only thing is obviously the difference between when I go to English games. I didn't, you know, I couldn't really engage in the kind of <laughs> in chance in the back and forth because I didn't really know what was being said. But yeah, the fans got stuck in. Their fans were really good, man. I, I couldn't see the numbers, honestly, because they were basically on top of me. So I couldn't really see them, but um, they were in good voice, man. They were very loud. And you like the stadium? Stadium's brilliant, man. I love it. It's, I like it because it's a proper, proper big arena, but it's also unique. It's, you know, the, the kind of, the concrete architecture and stuff. And like the big open spaces at either the North and South stand. Very unique. I did really like it. And I had a great view, man. Yeah, it was brilliant. Well, look, man, you sound pretty tired <laughs> well, I need, I'm also starving because I'm going to have my lunch so my plan now is 8pm now I'm going to go and find a restaurant which is going to show the sporting versus Victoria game but yeah man get some get sell some food mm. try to catch a sporting game and we'll catch up tomorrow maybe yeah Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to day two of the Longball Football Weekender as they kindly turned down the music for me in the Estadio de Zarcos. It is absolutely blaring. An hour before the game, no one else is here and they are fucking blaring the music. It is impossible to record anything. Well, look, yesterday was a busy one, but we're back again. 
An even busier day, two games today. Later on this evening, we'll be in Famalicão to watch Famalicão versus Vizela in the Premier League. But first, here we are in Villa de Conde for the game between Gioav and Académico de Vizel. And it's a very special game because the kind people at Gioav have been kind enough to give me media accreditation for this game, which is why I'm sitting in this empty stadium in the media section an hour before the game with music absolutely blaring. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the people here have been so nice to me. The PR people were so kind to give us the accreditation. They were so welcoming, showing my seats. So, yeah, they're making this a really special game. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game. Um, still a long time to go before kickoff, but that's what's happening today. Rio Ave versus Academico de Vizel. And after that, Family Cal versus Vizela. So it's going to be a long one, but strap in because it's going to be fantastic. There's 40 minutes till kickoff, and they are playing this shit at full volume to an empty stadium. They just announced that in the stadium they're playing the Halloween playlist hence bangers such as this If you believe in things you don't understand, then you suffer. The great Stevie Wonder, at least the music's getting a bit better. Well, on the note of believing in things that you don't understand, let me take you through the Academico de Vizel lineup. 
I'm going to be the first to admit that I do not know very much at all about this team. I know that they're 10th in the Segunda Liga with 13 points. Their top scorer, Paul Ayongo, is starting up front. He's got five goals, but I think it's very much a case of a team flying high at the top end of the table against a team floundering in mid-table. Which brings us on to Rio Ave, the home team. Now, the interesting thing about Rio Ave is that Pedro Mendes, the striker on loan from Sporting, is not starting today. He is on the bench. I know he's scored plenty of goals this season, but Yakubu Aziz will be starting up front. He was on loan last year at the same Estoril side that got promoted so impressively from the Segunda Liga, and he's already bagged a few goals this year. He's one I'm definitely keen to keep an eye on. Vitor Gomez captures the side from midfield. Adelan Santos, one of my favourite centre-backs in the league last year, starts. And he's someone that I really thought a team should be taking a chance on from their Primera Liga. So, plenty of interest here. Plenty of players that we recognise. Plenty to keep an eye on. I make it about 20 minutes till kickoff. players are out well here we go the players are out the game's about to start and I have to say I'm very impressed with the attendance here at the Estadio de Zarcos when I spoke to the media officer here when I first arrived she described the fan base as something approximately translating as few but great I have to say there's not many empty seats in the stadium. Everyone's wearing the team's colours. Everyone's standing up supporting the team. So, yeah, I'm really impressed. This is obviously a very, very different atmosphere to the Porto game that we were at last night. It's a fraction of the attendance. It's a very different game. No less enjoyable. So, we're ready to get into the game. Players are about to line up in formation. I'll be getting ready for kickoff. I did not expect this as the warm-up music. Vai ser o início do jogo. Já só 
think that might be Rewab's first shot on target. Only about six, seven minutes played. But Rewab definitely dominating these early exchanges. Good to hear the fans with good voice as well. About 25 minutes gone here in the Estadio de Zarcos. Um, a brief pause as the Huav goalkeeper goes down injured, just get some treatment. It's been an okay half, not an awful lot to talk about. The Huav uh, players have been controlling the game, I think. Haven't had too many shots on target though, crucially. So, academic approving pretty tough to break down at the moment. They've had one or two moments on the counter themselves, but as things stand, Huav definitely in control. Not a lot to shout about. 20 minutes left of the half. Let's see how we go. on. made that out but there's a, a nice bit of back and forth going on between the Academico fans and the Rio Ave fans at the moment a bit more interesting than anything that's going on the pitch if I'm honest but a great atmosphere in the stands Google's on the counter here though Woo! almost the first goal and I think one of Rio Ave's first shots on target courtesy of Google that's brightened the place up a bit I think that's what we need a bit more of that Still 10 minutes left of the first half, so plenty of time for either team to get a goal. Well, there you have it, nil-nil at half-time, I have to say. I think it's a fair result. I don't think either team really deserves to score. Rio have definitely had more chances, but I can't really think of an opportunity where I thought that should have been a goal. Need to step up a little bit in the second half. They just need to be that little bit more incisive if they're going to break down this resilient Akidemico defence. Let's see what happens in the second half.
Well, there you have it. Oh. Well, there you have it. The first goal of the game, and it comes five minutes into the second half, courtesy of Adebayo Aziz. Great build-up, good counter-attacking goal. Google was involved in the build-up. Gabriel Zinho was involved in the build-up. Lovely goal, exactly the way Rio have needed to start this game to inject some life into the game, which is exactly what we need. Well, I've had to get the jumper out here because it is getting chilly and the rain has started to come down. It's about 15 minutes into the second half. And I tell you what, Real Earth came out much brighter, but so did Academica. The game's opened up quite a lot. I think Academica have had a couple of good ch chances now, a couple of decent shots. Real Earth, of course, 1-0 up. The fans still in good voice. Everyone's still waiting to see how this game is going to go. I can't quite call it. I still believe Real Earth will win. But the fans have been excellent. One thing I forgot to mention, the Academico fans, and this has really made me laugh, are literally fenced off in a completely different part of the stadium so there's only one stand at the Estadio Sazakos and it's full of Rio Ave fans and then there's an extra section at one end of the stand completely fenced off and it must be in line with the goal it's so far to the edge of the stand and that's where they've put the 20 or 30 or so Academico fans who've made the trip down so yeah still about half an hour to go this half could go either way. reception for Pedro Mendes as he comes on the striker on the sport and bagged a few goals this season I was surprised he didn't start he's going to attack this corner straight away oh and how about that he came on as the corner was taken and almost headed it in with his first touch well as I was about to say the striker on loan from Sporting had a very good season at Rio Ave so far I was expecting him to start but he didn't he's just come on for number 25 Zemanuel and we're about to see if he can get, us, get a goal or two. Uh, he came very, very close just then. Well, you could just about hear the Academico fans far away in their, in their cage. But more what you can hear is the negative noise from the Rav fans. I guess you know what that means. It's a late equaliser from Academico de Vizel. I didn't see who put it in the back of the net. It was a bit of a scrappy one. A few people had a go and in the end it got bundled in. But there you have it, it's now 1-1 and I give it seven minutes on the clock, there or thereabouts. I don't know, I think it was slightly against the run of play. I think the game had kind of fizzled out a bit. Neither team were really pressing since that Pedro Mendes header with his first touch, but that was about 10 minutes ago. Nothing really has happened since then. So yeah, a bit of a scrappy one, but Academico will take it. 1-1.
Wow, wow, wow. Late drama here. A big penalty shout. Big penalty shout for Rio Ave. The fans are not happy that the ref's not giving it. There was a bit of a scramble in the box and uh, a close range shot. Looks like it might have hit a defender on the arm, but again, same thing as in the first half. I think it was too close range. Let's see what I can get from the corner. In it goes. But it's straight out and a free kick for Academico. So who knows how many more chances they're going to get after that. Very, very late in the game yet. Assistant ref still yet to put up the additional time. But we're not getting far away from the full 90 now. Tell you what, all of a sudden this game has got a bit of an edge to it. The fans definitely are turning a little bit against, well, everyone really. Um, bit of anger here that they feel like Academico are doing some time wasting, player just went down. But I don't know, wow. All of a sudden the fans who were supporting the team so well throughout the game are suddenly a lot angrier than they were before after that equaliser. This is a brave ref. <laughs> He's just given a penalty to Academico in what must be the last minute of normal time. Academico in a counter-attack almost scored from the counter. The goalkeeper made a great double save and then the ref has seemingly given a foul for what was kind of a third save that, okay, got a bit of the player with him. I'm not sure, honestly. But it's a very, very big call penalty to Academico in honestly we're getting really really close to 90 minutes now the fans are really really edgy and wow this is going to be a big moment let's stay with it Referees just had to sort out a bit of trouble. Someone went down briefly injured from that penalty challenge and there was obviously a lot of rear half players giving them a bit of hassle. He's just cleared that up. They're clearing the box now. It's going to be Daniel Nussbaumer to take. Here we go. He scores. Wow, wow, wow. I did not see this coming. I tell you what, when Korea have scored five minutes into the first half, this is not how I saw this game going. Those Gennemico fans in their little cage are going bonkers. And the atmosphere in the real web section has turned notably sour. The Academico media guys behind me are absolutely loving this. <laughs> I think they're the only people around me who are.
ref just put up his board five minutes of extra time so I'll tell you what this game's not over yet I mean at the beginning of the game I think Rio Ave would have been disappointed with a draw but that's what they're chasing now like it looks like they're going to be the only reward if they can get it and they've got five minutes to do so Well, there you have it. There is no equaliser. And Academico de Vizel take all three points here. And in a game where they really didn't control the ball, we have controlled the ball, but they didn't do enough with it. And that was the story in the first half. I thought that might change when they got that early goal in the second half. But Academico de Vizel take all three points here. The fans are not too happy at all. All right, well... This has been a great experience. I'm going to head out of the stadium and I think we'll expand on our thoughts a bit more in just a sec. Right, well, just walking now from the stadium back to the uh, Metro to go back to Porto. I thought I'd just do another little recording after the Rio Ave game. The game itself was brilliant. Started off a bit slowly, as you could probably tell, but the second half definitely opened up, was very lively. Plenty of drama for a neutral, even though I know the uh, Rio Ave fans would have been disappointed with the end result. I t- it was a great experience as well for me, being in the, uh, in the media section, a, um, a new experience. Um, what I hope to live, uh, relive again very soon. I want to say a uh, very big thank you to the... PR department at Rio for making that happen it was very uh, generous of them uh, and it was great for us to be able to have that kind of access on this trip it helps make this trip happen uh, definitely so yeah and the whole great experience I did enjoy um, I did enjoy the game I enjoyed the stadium I thought obviously as I said before very very different experience to the Porto game but you know when I came out to do this trip it wasn't just about seeing the biggest stadiums and the biggest teams it was about you know seeing the, the small teams as well and I thought this was a great club with you know a stadium full of passionate local fans so plenty to enjoy I definitely recommend if you're in the area coming to watch a Rio Ave game definitely well look back to Porto now going to grab some food and then it's off to Family Cal tonight for Premier League game between Family Cow and Vizela. I'll see you there. All right. Yes, people, here we are in a very rainy Family Cow. It is 7.30. I'm off to get some food because I am starving. I've just walked past the stadium, actually. Got a quick look of it. We're going to be coming back here in about half an hour. Ready for the game against Vizela. Man, what a day. Two games, one day, about five trains but I'm absolutely buzzing to get down to this game later. Let's do it. Okay, people of Family Cow, you are very much winning me over, I have to say. One, I just had the, one of the best meals I've had in a long time. I should have skated her. It was um, basically like Nando's, but homemade and fucking amazing. And only six euros, it was insane. And now, some legend who I asked for directions has given me a free ticket because all socios get a free ticket and he had no one to give it to. Amazing.
Well, I made it into the stadium, but it was like fucking Fort Knox getting into here. The security was next level. And we've got a big problem. It's pissing down with rain. You're not allowed to use umbrellas. And there's no roof on the section of the stadium where I am. I'm currently waiting underneath the stand for the game to start with all the other family cow fans. Like, this is some kind of holding area. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. I am not geared up for standing in the rain for 90 minutes. Well, well, well. As you can probably tell, I am not in the Family Cow Stadium anymore, unfortunately. Uh, I had to bail before the end of the first half, which was a shame. I'd literally waited until kickoff to go and stand in the stands in the rain. I got up there. I did manage to take a couple of videos. I posted one on Instagram, posted one on Twitter. And then my phone decided that it was a little bit too much rain and, and decided to pack it in. So, obviously, I wasn't able to record anything, but I thought, well, you know what, I might may as well just stay and watch the game. But, um, yeah, after about 30 minutes, I was a bit worried that my phone was not turning on at all and has, you know, my uh, plane tickets and my COVID vaccination on it, so it's quite important. And, yeah, I was just getting pissed on with rain the whole time. And I did not have the right gear for that kind of weather for 90 minutes. So, yeah, it got to about 35 minutes and I decided to call it a day and went and got the train earlier than I would have got for full time. So, unfortunately, you know, that was this trip's first fail, really. But considering I've done so much over the last two days, so much that relied on getting the right trains and there being one specific connection that I had to make and all that type of stuff. This is the first thing that hasn't gone exactly to plan, so I'm not going to complain too much. Well, anyways, it's about 11.30 now. Uh, I'm pretty much going to get some kit. I'm looking forward to a much more chilled day tomorrow. Only one game in the evening and uh, just going to enjoy myself during the day, do some tourist stuff and have a bit more of a chilled one. My last full day in Porto tomorrow, so uh, hopefully the uh, game at Braga will be a really good game. Braga versus Porto Menens tomorrow, so really looking forward to that one. Okay then people, welcome to day three of the Long Ball Football Weekend in Porto. You join me in the lovely city of Braga. I've had a lovely day here. It's now 5.45 in the afternoon or evening and we're heading off to the game. Now this is another very special game. We kept it a bit quiet because we weren't sure whether it was going to actually happen. But we have genuinely been given media accreditation at Braga versus Porto Lens. What an incredible honour. It is a real, real privilege to be able to say that. As I run across the road not to get knocked down by a car. But it's not all been plain sailing to get here. The kind people at Braga emailed us to say our accreditation had been accepted. But weren't very forthcoming with any instructions on how to do anything. So on my stadium tour yesterday, I asked a kind woman who was doing the tour. She was fantastic. 
Maria and uh, she popped into the media section to ask for me and I was told to get to the ticket office two hours before the game two hours before the game but that's fine you know I'm new here I'll play by the rules so that's exactly what I did go to the ticket office they have my accreditation I say great so where do I go bear in mind that this whole time I'm trying to speak my pretty bad Portuguese they tell me the gates aren't open yet you need to wait here for the gates to open I said what time do the gates open they don't know so I sat and waited turns out the gates open 40 minutes later <laughs> so I went over to the gate when it finally did open I showed him my media accreditation I said hi I'm here with the media where should I go he says you're in the wrong place oh how we laughed <laughs> oh man anyway look honestly genuinely I'm not going to complain anymore because it is a massive privilege to be here as a member of the media something I never thought I would be saying before I came here so I'm not going to moan at all as I hike up this hill to the correct entrance on the side of a main road oh, it's tough work doing this you know <laughs> alright no more moaning okay next time you hear from me we're going to be inside inside the stadium alright let's do it come on okay 20 minutes later and I'm not fucking around with you I just walked up a massive hill for 20 minutes on the side of a motorway but I got into the entrance for the media I'm learning very quickly that Portugal is not designed for anyone who doesn't drive I'm clearly walking on a road which we were meant to drive up but never mind I have to say the entrance is uh, pretty impressive it's just a big tree-lined street with kind of forest either side and lit by just a few solitary lights it's quite picturesque <sighs> oh man Whew. well that was hard work but people we made it six o'clock one hour before kickoff I'm one of the first here again but no problem and we're here in the Estadio Municipal de Braga for the game against Porto Menendez. What an incredible stadium. It's honestly breathtaking and the view from up here where they put the media quite near the top in the middle of the stadium is just incredible. I feel very lucky right now. This is really, you know, a, member that, a moment that I will remember for a very, very long time. Not just being here, but the invitation to be here as a member of the media is incredible so yeah they have played this fucking song at every single stadium I've been to Porto, Rio Ave, Family Cal and Braga somebody for the love of God tell me what it is Here we go, people. 15 minutes to go. I'm settled. I've got my spot. I've got the internet. Woo! This has been so intense. You don't understand. This has been a bit of a mission to get in, a bit of a mission to find the right people. But here we are, man. 15 minutes to go. And now I can finally 
enjoy the game and I'm so excited. You, I cannot tell you how buzzing I am for this moment. Whew, two of my favourite teams in a stadium I've wanted to visit for so long. This is really, genuinely, uh, you know, the experience that I've dreamed of for a long time. So I, I, I'm buzzing, man. I'm buzzing. Listen, I'm not being so coherent at the moment. <laughs> I'll try and be more coherent when the game's on. Let's do some recording. I'm going to record the atmosphere. I'm going to take you guys with me. Let's do it. Come on. Well, the teams are out and I believe we're about to hear the Braga theme tune. This stadium announcer is amazing. He is going for it. Go on, mate. <laughs> All right, we're about to kick off. Portland's kicking off, shooting left to right as I see it. Oh, man, I am absolutely buzzing. Let's go. Come on. Whoa, 
well, we didn't have to wait long at all. Five minutes was all it took for the first goal. Galeno after a... How foolish of me to think I could simply speak over the stadium announcer here. <laughs> I should let him have his moment. Anyway, as I was saying, five minutes gone. Very simple goal. Nuno Sequeira's got the ball on the left, unmarked. Little cut back. Wanderson Galeno with a very simple finish into the bottom left corner. That was all very easy. First goal, 1-0, six minutes gone. Blistering start here. What a save by Samuel Portugal there. 11 minutes gone. Braga now had a few shots on target. They keep, they keep attacking. Portugal don't look too bad. They're not, you know, they're not shaky, but Braga looked quite impressive in his opening 10 minutes. Making things happen, passing the ball around well. All the front three are looking to make runs in behind. Here they come again. But yeah, very impressive so far. All Portugal can do is try and get out on the counter-attack. And so far, Alejandro Mazzarati has been mopping up everything comes his way. Very, very impressive. The, uh, the Portsmouth Ends media guys are sitting in their own front of me and I'm really enjoying them struggling to find an illegal stream of Sport TV so that they can see what's going on on, on the stream or the game that's going on right in front of them. <laughs> Listen, boys, I know the struggle. Another great chance with only 14 minutes gone. I think Ricardo Porta thought he'd love to keep it there. It's just gone wide. But yeah, it's all Braga at the moment. They are attacking. They're going from side to side, looking to get down the wings, overload the wings. If that doesn't work, they pass the ball across, go to the other side. Very impressive at the moment. Really enjoying this one. Wow, what a save from Mateus this time. That's the first save he's had to make. 17 minutes into the game. Pulls men to the corner. Midway into the Braga half on the right-hand side. Whipped in and it was a great header. I didn't quite catch who did it, but... It's a great header and a great save. They got a corner of Rosaldo, so not dangerous, not averted yet, but their first shot on target of the game. Corners well cleared by Mazzotti. Good chances for Braga. 33 minutes gone. And I'll tell you what, after that shot, that, mat that head of that Mateo saved so well, I thought Porto was going to get back into it. At about five, five to ten minutes, I thought they did very well. But again, Braga got control back of the game. They're probing. They're looking for another goal. They keep getting into the box, but they can't quite get that clear-cut chance. Just then, what you heard was Louis Medeiros with a uh, curling effort from outside the box, which 
just went wide of the mark. So all Braga here at the moment, all one-way traffic. Well, Paolo Sergio is rolling the dice. 35 minutes gone, he's made two subs. I'm not sure if either or both of those were down to injury, but he's brought on Nakajima and he's brought on Angulo. So he's obviously trying to change the game. You can obviously see that something's not going right. I have to say on a selfish note, I am absolutely delighted to be watching Nakajima in the flesh. Incredible moment. But yeah, 35 minutes gone on a double substitution. Very rare that you see that. Very interesting move from Paolo Sergio. Okay, getting a little bit heated here now. Jan Kuto was just fouled on the edge of the box by Porto Ends player. Oh dear, okay. It's all happening now. Yeah, Jan Kuto fouled on the edge of the box by a Porto Ends player. And I think, to be fair, Porto Ends player has attempted to clear the ball before he's heard the whistle. And he's basically battered the ball at point blank range into Jan Kuto's on the floor. Um, and then I think... Paolo Oliveira has just been given a yellow card from Braga for causing a bit of a uh, scuffle. Hmm. No need for this one to get, no need for this one to get, you know, aggressive. Another yellow card comes out. Wow, not sure what that's for. So that's two yellow cards, three yellow cards, excuse me, just on that incident. You know, we want this to be a good game. You know, this doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be uh, aggressive, even if it is, you know. Who doesn't mind a bit of tasty action every now and again? Ooh. Another good save from Simon Portugal and another great move from Braga. Lovely passing build-up, found the spaces, exploited the gaps that Porto Menens left open. I have to say, Porto Menens not defending amazingly here. And they almost got through with a great shot from Horta, one-on-one with the keeper, but it was a very good save. Only a minute left of this half. Braga in again. Medeiros. Ooh! I think me and half the crowd thought that was in. Into the side netting. He worked his way into the box, cut in onto his left foot and had the shot. Yeah, all Braga at the moment. I know I keep saying it, but they're really, really on top here. I'm very, very impressed. There you go, half-time, 1-0. Been a very good game so far. At one point, it almost tipped over into being a little bit tasty, but that's kind of calmed down now. I think the Braga fans and the players were a little bit annoyed that Porto Lens were trying to slow the game down, a few kind of time-wasting tactics. I don't really blame them though because they've just had a pretty relentless onslaught of defending to do from, from Braga's attack. So if it was me, I'd be trying to take the heat out of the game too. But yeah, only the one goal, only the one goal. And I think, you know, although they did have a couple of shots on target, I think that probably is fair at this point in the game. 45 minutes left, I can only see this going one way, but I could be surprised. Stick around for the second half.
e juntos a uma só voz. Como já é hábito, cantamos o quando tu entras em campo. Vamos a isso! This is nice. Players have got their own song for when they come back out on the pitch at half time. Well, they're coming out now. Uh, both teams are back on the pitch. Porter and Enzo are in a little huddle. They obviously feel like they've got a lot of work to do towards the second half to come back from a goal down. Braga lined up in formation, ready to go. And it's going to be another 45 minutes in this incredible stadium. And hopefully, a 45 minutes. Well, there was just as much action and excitement as the first half. Let's get into it. I mentioned about this game turning nasty. Three minutes played in the second half and the ref's already given out two yellow cards. One to Ali Amazrati for a high foot which connected with Porto Enz player's arm. And another one just then for a Porto Enz player who had a little kick out with the goalkeeper when he just collected the ball in the box. I mean, you know, it's just not what we want to be seeing. There's plenty of good footballers on the pitch. We want to see some good football. Let's hope it settles down in a second. finish oh my days Galeno again his second goal of the night 53 minutes gone by the way Galeno had the ball on the left wing another well-worked move by Braga patient passing patient build-up they ended up in a situation with Galeno on the left wing he was kind of drifting into the box slowly because the overlap was on the Portland players didn't want to commit in case he went for the overlap but he just cut back onto his right and buried a curled shot into the top right corner from the left side of the box it was a wonderful finish from a wonderful player and the fans here absolutely love that 2-0 now Braga in control and the fans are in good voice now as a result well pretty worrying scenes here as uh, Porto Enz player is stretched off the pitch he was down in the box I believe number 76 Carlinhos was down on the floor in the box after what looked like a nasty head injury. That's what you, the pause you can hear is the Braga fans applauding him as he goes past on the stretcher. 
very, very nasty head injury by the looks of things. About five minutes the game was stopped for and finally was stretched off by four of the medical staff. Looks like a very nasty one that, so we wish him all the best and hope it's a, a swift recovery. Oh my God, what have I just seen? I was just about to do a recording saying this game had kind of dropped a bit in terms of energy. And in Chiani Imbula has just turned into prime Yaya Torre. <laughs> he's picked the ball up in his own centre circle. And to be fair, he's had a poor touch. So Braga players are pressing him and he's forced to try and run. And he's made a run from just inside the Braga half to the edge of the box. Like, as I say, prime Torre weaving through players and through Nakajima Nakajima gets a shot off but the keeper saves very nearly a goal out of nothing and you know what I think that's going to spark a bit of life back into this game because the energy levels had dipped the players weren't you know playing as hard Braga were quite comfortable Portsmouth not really doing much but what we need 15 minutes left we need a little bit of energy so come on boys let's get it back up Well, there's some whistles from the crowd here. Willington Aponza, who was just given a yellow card by the referee, has committed about two minutes later and only a few minutes after coming on as a sub, what I believe was another yellow card offence for a very cynical push on one of the Braga players. The referee, however, has not given it. In fact, what he's done is given a yellow card, I believe, to Danilo or Ricardo Horta for the complaints the fans did not enjoy that one at all what was I saying earlier about the game turning nasty that edge to this game has never quite left you know I don't, I'm not sure where it's come from but there definitely has been moments where both teams have been kind of guilty of Oh, Mario Gonzalez was nearly in as I was just saying both teams have been guilty of a bit of nastiness at times 10 minutes left on this one Well, I tell you what, about six, seven minutes to go here, Portman has suddenly had a couple of shots on target. I mean, it's twice they've gone to the box now. Nakajima has been easily their best player and they haven't had a lot of great players, to be honest. Possibly followed by Jenny and Buell, actually. He, he looks keen to bring the ball forward from midfield. Braga needs to be careful not to get complacent here because that's a couple of times now that Portman have got into the box and had a shot on target. And there's still, you know, a good five minutes to go plus stoppage time here. <laughs> that stadium announcer gets me every time what a legend well anyway as you just heard I mean I don't need to tell you anything Mario Gonzalez has just scored in the 90th minute I mean he needs a goal doesn't he he's definitely struggled for goals this season that will be important for him it was a good move it's a good counter attack again I think Delano did all the work 
on the left-hand side, getting into the box and putting the uh, putting the cross in, which he tapped in. He'd be very grateful for that because it wasn't a difficult wasn't a difficult finish. And I put that on the 90th minute. The referees just signalled there'll be five minutes of extra time, and it's three knee now. So the results wrapped up. Let's just see. Maybe there'll be one more goal. an opportunity and he's put it over it was another fantastic counter attack and again Galeno did all the hard work or was it Chiquinho I'm not sure did all the hard work taking the ball from his own half knocking it past his defender and sprinting down the wing he put the cross he put the cross over to Mario Gonzalez literally all he had to do was put it past the keeper for a second but alas no second goal for Mario Gonzalez indeed the last chance of the game and Braga a very comfortable 3-0 win a very fair win on paper I have to say if I'm being honest I'm a little bit disappointed with how lacklustre Portsmouth ends were I'd kind of bigged them up before the game you know they were only one place below Braga in the table but they were brushed aside very easily Braga looked very strong very comfortable in the attack created plenty of chances limited Portsmouth ends to very few chances and that was the end result well what a fantastic game and what a fantastic experience. I'm really glad we could do this. And I hope you enjoy listening to the, uh, my ramblings during the game. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is just a quick one to say that what you hear next is uh, a really incredible moment, uh, a great uh, privilege for us to be able to ask a question in the press conference with Braga manager Carlos Cavalio after the game finished, what you just heard, we finished recording, packed up our stuff. I knew that the press conference was going to happen. Um, I was a little bit nervous about going to it because I wasn't, you know, it was my first time there. But I decided, you know, you only get opportunities like that very, very rarely, if not once in a lifetime. So I followed the rest of the journalists down into the press room, joined the press conference, spoke to George, the press manager there. He confirmed that it was totally fine for me to ask a question. In fact, they were already expecting a question in English, so it was no problem. And yeah, I asked my question to Mr. Cavalio and got a great response. So uh, yeah, what you're going to hear next, um, the audio, it's important to say the acoustics in that room are not very good. So I've done my best to treat the audio so you can hear what he says. But a big thank you to the PR team for allowing us to ask the question. And a big thank you, of course, to Mr. Carlos Cavalio for his very, very generous answer. Uh, it was a great response. Question in English and the coach will answer in English also. Uh, hola, boa noite. Uh, o primeiro que eu vou dizer aqui é um que não precisa estar aqui, é por falar consigo. Uh, muito obrigado. Um, 
I want to ask a more general question about being a manager of Braga, a team we can consider maybe the fourth best team in Portugal, just outside of the traditional big three. How do you as the manager um, compete with those teams with maybe more money, more resources, and look for ways to gain an advantage over those teams, both on the pitch and in terms of training and transfers, etc.? Uh, you know, it's not easy to understand from outside. There are a big gap, a big, a big difference still between our team and, and all the experts uh, between Braga and the Sporting Bifida and Porto. Mm. I will give you just an example to try to understand. We figured last season, I think, they spent 100 million in players. Mm. We spent 250,000 in one player from the uh, uh, right back. So you can imagine how this difference, uh, how, how is the gap between mm -hmm. these things. And what we, we, are, we are trying to do, we are trying to do inside the pitch that uh, uh, we can be closer and we, we understand that we can beat them. Uh, we believe all the time that we can beat them. Uh, it's why we, we achieved three finals last season, the Super Cup, the, the, the Portuguese Cup that we won and um, the League Cup uh, and to achieve that we, we must beat, uh, for example, in, the, in the, the Portuguese Cup we must beat Porto and we won to Benfica in the final. Uh, to achieve the final um, in the Cup League we beat Benfica and we lose with Sporting the final. So uh, we are fighting with them but there are a big gap between us and them in all the resources and the all the things that uh, imagine uh, in the we are here all the time we still with this kind of pressure and and goals to achieve uh, we must win games of course in Braga we must play good football um, we must play the titles try to win titles even if it's difficult because there are a big gap that we, we must fight to titles um, we must save players because the club to be balanced needs sell players all, all, the, all, the, all the seasons. Last season we sell two players to Sporting, um, so and we are competing with Sporting. Um, and um, uh, also we must, uh, because it's uh, something about the club, the culture of the club, we put uh, the boys from the academy to play in the, in the first team. So far we put nine players since we arrived at Braga, we put uh, with, uh, nine boys. Uh, today playing the strikers uh, from the north, uh, the right back that plays in the second half. Also, we have two boys, one with 15 years old on the bench, and also a central back. So, you can imagine, so it's not easy. We are doing our job. Uh, the pressure is very similar to the clubs, it's the same pressure. Uh, we are trying to do our best with the new players, compared with last season, new players, new dynamics, and uh, try to push uh, all the players to, because as I told you, we need some players, we need good boys to play, we need to fight and win, win games and we must fight to the title. So we are in all the competitions for in this moment, in this competition. Um, we, we have one game to go to the final four of the Cup League and we are fighting to that. Uh, we still in the Portuguese Cup and we are doing in the Europe League. We'll try to fight also to the first place and see what will happen on, on Thursday. Good luck. This is my life. I need work. <laughs>
So what just happened? Well, I was just in a press conference with Carlos Cavalio and he answered the question that I wanted to ask. <laughs> Man, how insane is that? Seriously, how insane is that? Not only to get to watch the match with media, media accreditation, but to be allowed into the press conference and then also to ask Carlos Cavalio a question. And not only that, but for him to give such a considered answer and also, what I didn't record was that after the press conference was finished, he, he came round and shook every single member of the media's hand. Man, I was shaking. I'm not going to lie to anyone. I'm not going to act like I was cool. I was so nervous. <laughs> but, man, that was incredible. What an amazing experience, man. This, I mean, what a way to end the weekend as well. That was my last game in Portugal. I go back to Porto tonight and get the plane home to London tomorrow and just what an incredible weekend it's been feels like an appropriate time to um, say thank you to a few people obviously I need to say thank you to the media department at Braga particularly George who's head of the media there who was very generous with us uh, helped us through the whole thing and encouraged us to ask the question but most importantly man I've got to thank everyone who listens to this show because without the listeners you know without the audience you know we wouldn't have any credibility and we wouldn't have any reason for people to give us media accreditation so really you guys who listen have, have given us the opportunity to to do what happened this weekend which was yeah genuinely an experience i would never forget so i owe a lot of that to everyone listening thank you very much you know everyone who listens we want everyone to know that it, it does not go unappreciated we appreciate every listener every follower everyone who gets involved with the conversation genuinely we appreciate it so thank you to everyone man <laughs> I can't believe that just happened that's crazy well look it's 10.30 I'm in Braga station the last train back to Porto isn't for another hour so I don't know what I'm going to do go find some cafe or something to try and get something to eat for an hour maybe a hot chocolate or something go back to Porto get some sleep and then tomorrow that's it we're flying home so if I don't speak to you tomorrow Thank you very much for listening and I hope you enjoyed this journey even as fra- if you enjoyed this journey even a fraction of the amount that I enjoyed being here then I'm sure you had a great time but thank you for listening oh man alright I'm just going to buy a hot chocolate or something <laughs>